Hey everyone, welcome back to the Alberta Roundup. I'm your host, Rachel Emanuel. Did it snow where you guys live this week? I cannot believe the weather that we're having here right now. I am very grateful that it did not snow in my Calgary neighborhood. I don't know what to make of you Albertans, but this is some crazy weather and you guys just seem to soak it up. I know it seemed like a quiet week in Alberta politics this week, but I promise you I have some very juicy content for you today. Here's a look at today's topics. An unvaccinated woman who's been denied a life-saving organ transplant now has the option to receive that transplant in the U.S. Danielle Smith met with her federal counterparts this week, and the United Conservative Party government is following on its campaign promise to pause the fuel tax till the end of the year. I have some more details on the Alberta arson investigation. And finally, Dino Hinshaw is back in the headlines. You guys are not going to want to miss this. All that and more happening now on the Alberta Roundup. Okay, guys, up first, we're going to start with the story of an unvaccinated Canadian woman who's been denied a life-saving organ transplant, and she has now been given new hope by the United States. You guys, follow this story with such interest, and I'm so glad that I finally have a positive update for you. This week, Sheila Annette Lewis announced that an American hospital, specifically one in Texas, has agreed to give her the organ transplant that she needs to continue living. However, it is not going to come at a cheap cost. It is going to cost her about 600,000 USD. Lewis told me that before she can even be put on the donor list, she will require $100,000 American worth of testing to prove that her body is still healthy enough. So she is looking to fundraise this entire amount. It is a massive amount of money, you guys. If you want to support her, you can find her GoFundMe. We're going to link it up here so you can take a look at that. I will say that it was climbing very steadily. So she needs that first $100,000. They won't even begin the testing until she pays the full amount. When I looked at the GoFundMe on Wednesday, it was sitting at under $25,000. I went again and looked Thursday morning and it was sitting at about $35,000. So an increase of $10,000 in less than 24 hours. That's pretty good. I hope that we can continue pushing that forward for her so that she can get the treatment that she so desperately needs. As I have explained to you guys on this show many times before, Lewis was removed from the top of the organ donor transplant list because she refused to be inoculated against COVID-19. And in November, the Alberta Appeal Court admitted that it is a virtual certainty that she will die without that organ. The doctors, the names of the hospital, and the organ that she needs are all under a publication ban. Moving into our next story here, Alberta Premier Danielle Smith met with her federal counterparts. That's Natural Resources Minister Jonathan Wilkinson and Intergovernmental Affairs Minister Dominic LeBlanc this week to discuss Ottawa's plans for energy policies. There is no way we will agree to shutting down our oil and natural gas industry or phasing out our oil and natural gas workers. It's not going to happen. That's a look at what Danielle Smith was saying just hours ahead of that Monday meeting. In her comments to media, she also reiterated that she will not be pulling Alberta's oil and gas jobs. She did say she's willing to work with the federal government on lowering emissions. We know that she has promised net neutrality by 2050, and she said her and the federal government can find common ground on this. So part of my, my discussion with them this afternoon is going to be that we put forward our emissions reduction and energy development plan. 
we are going to take the lead on developing an emissions reduction plan that works for Alberta while maintaining our economic growth. And we need to bring them into alignment with what it is that we want to do and get them back to their original commitment of carbon neutrality by 2050. We, we think that that's achievable. Uh, especially with so many industries that are putting forward their own plans. Pathways has a 20 zero, uh, 2050 target. Air Products has a 2050 target. Dow Chemical has a 2050 target. So I think part of, is, of this dialogue is just figuring out how we can align on a 2050 goal and then work together on making sure that the pace of, that, um, of achieving that goal is realistic. And that, that's what our conversation is going to be about. Following the meeting, the Premier's office sent out a statement saying that Smith had conveyed that she would like to work with her federal counterparts on that goal of net neutrality by 2050, but that the proposed oil and gas natural emissions cap and the 2035 net zero power grid regulations would damage Alberta's economy. In a statement, the Premier said, quote, I instead proposed the immediate establishment of a bilateral working group between the Canadian and Alberta governments for the purpose of completing work on a collaborative approach to incentivize carbon capture, utilization and storage, and other emissions-reducing infrastructure for the oil and natural gas and electricity sectors, as well as to set reasonable and achievable milestones for emissions reductions in these sectors through to 2050. The federal minister is committed to take Alberta's working group proposal back to the federal government for a prompt response in the coming weeks. Another good news story coming out of the province this week is that the United Conservative Party government has followed through on its campaign promise to pause the fuel tax until the end of the year. I suspect we could all use whatever savings we could get a hold of right now. I know that I definitely could. Premier Smith made that announcement in Calgary also on Monday. Here's what that sounded like. Uh, while the cost of living continues to rise and life gets more expensive, Alberta's government will be there to help. And while Albertans continue to be burdened by a rising federal carbon tax, increasing the cost of groceries and making it more expensive to drive your vehicles, heat your homes, or run your businesses, Alberta's government will do what we can to help families manage. And that's why I'm so pleased to say that today we are filling the first of our campaign commitments to do just that. We are keeping our promise to Albertans by suspending the collection of the provincial fuel tax for another six months and ensuring that you continue to save the full 13 cents per litre when you fill up at the gas station. This will ensure that you get to keep an extra $6 to $18 in your pocket every time you fill up your vehicle. Pausing the full fuel tax on gasoline and diesel for the rest of the calendar year will put hundreds of millions of dollars back into the pockets of Albertans. Finance Minister Nate Horner said that Albertans have saved $1.5 billion through the fuel tax relief. The government estimates that this latest extension will result in more savings of $520 million. Moving into our next story here, you guys were really interested in Danielle Smith's comment on arson investigation, so I have a few more details for you on that. I asked the Premier's office for more details about what this would entail. Specifically, a lot of you were wondering why we couldn't rely on arson investigators from within the province, and I received a response from Forestry and Parks Minister Todd Lowen's office. To start, the Minister's office said Alberta investigates all forest fires to determine origin and cause. The office also said, quote, while we do have investigators in Alberta who are qualified, given the high number of active wildfires so early this season, we required additional support. Specifically, the Alberta government requested help from the Canadian Interagency Forest Fire Centre in Winnipeg. The province has brought in an additional four arson investigators. That includes two from New Brunswick and two from BC. The investigators will determine whether the fire was caused by humans. Determining whether the fire was deliberately set 
referring to arson, is the job of the RCMP and law enforcement. The Alberta RCMP told me that the vast majority of the wildfires are considered to be from natural causes like lightning, but they are investigating 12 that could be related to human causes. Okay, you guys, moving into the controversy of the week, you guys are not going to want to miss this story. You might have seen some outrage break out online earlier this month when it was revealed that Alberta Health Services had given Dr. Dina Hinshaw a new contract. You guys remember Hinshaw. She was Alberta's chief medical health officer during the COVID-19 pandemic. We can thank her for lockdowns, restrictions, and of course, vaccine mandates not to mention collecting well over half a million dollars from Albertan taxpayers in 2022. Of course, Danielle Smith campaigned on being anti-lockdown and anti-vaccine mandates and was quick to show Hinshaw the door when she became premier in November. So you can only imagine everyone's surprise when it appeared that AHS had rehired Hinshaw. The independent media outlet, The Counter Signal, was the first outlet to report that AHS had given Dina Hinshaw this new job offer. But then something very curious happened. AHS said that Dr. Dina Hinshaw is not employed with the organization, causing the counter signal to retract its story. But now it turns out based on reporting from CBC this week, that the counter signal was correct all along, that Dina Hinshaw did have a job with AHS, and that offer was rescinded at some point following public backlash. Let's dive into the details here. This week, CBC News reported that Hinshaw appeared to have a job with the Indigenous Wellness Corps, a program of Alberta Health Services focused on Indigenous health care. The exact position Hinshaw would have been given was public health and preventative medicine lead. It was a part-time role, and she would not have had anyone reporting to her. When AHS issued a statement saying, Dr. Hinshaw is not employed by AHS, a statement which caused the countersignal to retract their story, by the way, CBC says that that statement was technically true, only it's unclear exactly when Hinshaw's offer was revoked. CBC reported, quote, whether the decision to revoke Hinshaw's job offer came before or after that leak is unclear. I'm sure that you guys will all be very happy to learn that Hinshaw is not going to have a job with Alberta Health Services after all, but it is very concerning that AHS appeared to have lied or intentionally misled the independent media outlet, The Counter Signal, which has a tiny, tiny fraction of the resources that CBC News has. And then only a couple of weeks later, this same story appears in CBC News, only with a very different tone. One that laments the loss of Hinshaw as someone who would be good to rally and work with Indigenous leaders. I have to say that I feel like this was overall a very positive show. It's always nice to have some good headlines. Now it's time to move into our comment roundup. We'll see if you guys have been just as positive this week. User TaganWind7787 said, Alberta needs to start up its own social media site and then block Facebook. Social media has become a public service and should not reside as a private entity I have to say that I really disagree with you here. I do not think anything improves when the government becomes involved. I think that private companies should stay private companies. Let the governments keep their hands off of them. If the private companies can't survive on their own, they don't deserve federal subsidies. Yes, I'm looking at you, Canada's airline industry. As for Facebook, definitely sucks, but we all have the choice simply not to use it. And when we look at something like Twitter, it did suck for so long and now Elon Musk has purchased it and he's making a lot of really good changes. So I'm happy to see that. I do not want to see the governments get involved anywhere else. They already have their hands in absolutely everything. And whenever the government gets involved, it means more regulation and more money. 
Dean Clark 7386 said Miss Nutley should have resigned after losing her first election and the damage of her incompetent NDP quote colleagues unquote inflicted on the private sector taxpayers in our Alberta. I completely agree with you. I think that a leader of a political party should always resign after losing government. It's different if you lose an election in which you had just become the party leader. Sometimes I think it's fair to give someone two chances, probably almost never three. But if you lose government, I think it's appropriate that you resign at that time. User Tallard666 said, Hey, True North, it would be really useful if the Alberta Roundup had timestamps to the individual stories. Even though I understand the implication of that being you don't wanna watch the whole show, how offensive. I actually think this is a great suggestion. I love being able to skip through videos to find exactly what I'm looking for and I will see if we can implement this. And finally, referring to the conservative coalition that we talked about last week, Paul Carson 7984 says, let's just call it a new name, new Absascon. Maybe Manitoba wants to join as well. Trudeau can keep Quebec and Terdario. Well, I really like the names that you have for Quebec and Ontario. I think we could do a little bit better for a new name for a fully conservative country or conservative coalition, whatever we want to speculate on here. You guys can comment on the video below and let me know what your best names are. If we were to just say, hypothetically speaking, start our own very conservative country based off of the values that Alberta currently has, what should we call that country? Leave your comments on the video below and I'll read the best suggestions and the worst ones on next week's show. Okay, guys, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Alberta Roundup. As always, you can support our work over at donate.tnc.news. I will see you next Saturday. Have a great weekend and God bless.